Welcome back to the Dan Prof Show. This is Jim Urio sitting in for Dan. And we just had a, a really interesting hour where we had a couple great guests. And Dominic Green, who we were talking about Phil Spector, and, and we were talking about Hollywood, and we were talking about narcissism, we were talking about cancel culture. And, and you know, a lot of it has been depressing me, canceling and be able to separate art from, uh, from things that people done or things that people said. But I couldn't help thinking about one thing that stood out to me, which I think is going to mark one of the ends of the woke movement. And obviously I'm talking about the the Mr. Potato Head issue. Yes, you probably didn't know there was a Mr. Potato Head issue, but there is. Yesterday, I think it's Hasbro, it might be Mattel, whatever, I don't particularly care who it is, announced that Mr. Potato Head was going to be gender neutral. Now, this is troubling to me, but not for the reasons you might think. I, I don't, I'm a big fan of uh, supporting the rights of anybody who wants to, to live whatever life they want. I'm more libertarian than I'm even Republican. So that, that part's not it at all. But it's, it's the joke. He wears a bowler hat. He has a mustache. He's referred to as Mr. because Mr. has a formal ring to it, and he's a potato. If he's not Mr. and he doesn't have the bowler hat and the mustache, there's no gag there. Also, there's a Mrs. Potato Head, too. But that's that's something, uh, you know, that's a little bit different again. So I'm hoping because of the nonsense of this. And obviously, again, this is not supposed to be a slight to anybody who's uh, gender binary or I I don't know all the words exactly right. But I I will tell you that whatever you want, I am in your corner to fight for your rights, regardless of what they are. But I do think that making Mr. Potato Head gender neutral robs us of the gag of it being funny. Uh, during that hour, we also talked with Eric Felton, who we had a fascinating conversation about the unholy relationship between big tech and government. And he reminded us that the CIA is one of the biggest, biggest clients of Amazon and Amazon Web Services. Um, if this and I, I knew this, but every once in a while when I hear it, I remember how absolutely shocking that is that the that in the last, let's call it 20 years, these companies that have made their business plan to collect big data and big data is the buzzword and the government has um, access to all that big data. If it doesn't scare you and make the hair in the back of your neck stand up, I don't think you're necessarily paying close enough attention. And what amazes me more about this is that, you know, I'm 55, almost 56 years old, and it seemed like our generation cared a lot about uh, anonymity, used cash a lot. The generation after me, which I'm not, I'm not saying kids these days and your rock and roll music, that's not the uh, attitude I want to have, but there is a delineation between how we think of our privacy and our anonymity. I have lots of friends in the next generation, friends who are young and starting families now. They don't seem to care nearly as much as we did about anonymity and privacy and potential for civil liberties to be taken away because of those things. That means they get their groceries delivered. They buy everything on Amazon. Um, again, it is starting to sound like kids these days, and I don't want it to. But I, wa- I would love to get back to a place where we cared a little bit more about, uh, about our anonymity and not selling our secrets to Amazon. This is the Dan Proft Show.